0: Good day, UECP. Uh, Last week, uh, I talked about uh, only by God's grace we are saved. And last week was about the Passover lamb, where the Lord uh, will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two-door posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your house, and to strike you. So God saved the Israelites by the Passover lamb. And today, we are saved by the precious lamb, which is Jesus Christ, which is found in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, last week, to just summarize, we learned, that it is by God's grace that we are saved by the precious Lamb, Jesus Christ. Now today, we will see that we have a God that we can trust. We have a God that we could put our hope into. Meaning, we can trust God. Okay? We can trust God because He keeps His promises and always pulls through. Now, that's our message today. That, you know, if you're going through any problems right now, you're going through any difficulties, remember that we have a God that we could trust because He keeps His promises and He always pulls through. So, today, open your Bibles in Exodus 12 or just follow with me, okay? In Exodus 12, verse 33 to 42, where we will see how God guided the Israelites out of Egypt. How God guided the Israelites out of Egypt. Now, in verse 33, it says, The Egyptians were urgent with the people to send them out to the land in haste. For they said, We shall all be dead. They wanted the Israelites out of Egypt. Why? Because they were afraid that God Would kill more of them. So they were really urgent. They were in in a panic mode. Please go. Please go. They were telling the Israelites. Then in verse 35, it says The people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, for they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. Okay? And in verse 36, And the Lord had given. The people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they let them have what they ask. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. You see, the slaves, the Israelites, they ask money. They ask clothes from their bosses. So do you think it's possible that if you ask money, you ask jewelry, your boss will give you? It seemed like a crazy idea. But this was all in God's plan. So the Egyptians gave everything they had to their slaves. You see, when we obey God, no matter how crazy or impossible it might seem, God will provide. God will provide. God will provide for your needs. We just need to trust Him. Now, in verse uh, 37, it says, And the people of Israel journeyed from. Ramesses to Sokoth, about 600,000 men on foot, besides women and children. Okay, there were 600,000 who left, okay, who left Egypt. And in verse 38, it said, And a mixed multitude also went up with them. So, it said in verse 37, 600,000 men. Of course, these men, they're married, they have family. So if you multiply, you know, in their time, an average family of having four people, okay, you multiply by 600,000, there would be approximately 2.4 million people who went out of Egypt. 2.4. Can you imagine 2.4 people going out? The sight must have been amazing. Plus, it says a mixed multitude. What does it mean? It means there were even a few Egyptians who came to know the Lord and decided to follow the Israelites out of Egypt. So this is the entire workforce of Egypt living in the blink of an eye. So in verse 40, it says, The time that the people of Israel lived in Egypt was... 430 years. Okay? And at the end of 430 years, on that very day, all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Now, why is this 430 years significant? Now, why is it mentioned here? Because it was foretold in Genesis 15:13. Okay? Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. Okay? So, two things we learn about God here. Number one, God can be trusted. Okay? We can trust God because He keeps His promises. And always pulls through. Second, God's timing is not the same as ours. Okay, we live in an instant generation now. Okay, we don't know how to wait anymore. Okay, in Exodus 11, verse 12, uh, 33 to 42, God guided the Israelites out of Egypt. Now, in Exodus 13, verse 17 to 22. We will see how God protected the Israelites every step of the way. You see, in verse 17, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. But God, led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt equipped for battle. You see, God had a plan all along. He was not going to take the shortcut. Okay, They were not going to the shortcut. But instead, He wants to bring His people through the long cut. And that means going through the red sea the question is why okay why the long road and why could why they, they didn't just go through the shortcut road okay you see the shortcut was actually dangerous because they had to go through the philistines and these philistines they're really dangerous people so number 1 no shortcut number 2 god didn't want to bring his people uh, through the shortcuts, because their people might change their minds. They might say, ah, I want to go back to Egypt. Third, he wanted, to, he wanted the Israelites to go through the Red Sea. Okay, because he wanted the Israelites to grow in their faith. He wanted the Israelites to see God's power. And fourth, God knows us better than we know ourselves. God knows what we can handle and what we cannot handle. But you know what? This still doesn't make sense. Why go through the Red Sea? Well, there are times in life we follow God and we don't completely understand. And that is where faith comes in. So my point is, following God is never a wrong decision. Remember that. You may not understand it. We may not uh, see why. But following God is never a wrong decision. We aren't supposed to understand everything. We aren't supposed to know every detail before we journey with God. Because we can trust God because He will protect us every step of the way. Now, in Exodus. Chapter 13, verse 19, it says, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. Now this is referring to when Joseph died in Genesis 50, verse 25. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So God wants to remind us that he keeps his promises. That is why this verse, Exodus 13 verse 19, is here. He is reminding us that he keeps his promises. He keeps his promises. And his word can be counted upon. Now, in verse 21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. You see, when uh, last year we were able to go to Israel, you could really experience that in the desert, Okay, you need a cup, you need sunblock and you need water because the sun is really a killer out there. So you could just imagine, you know, God sending a pillar of cloud to protect his people. And at night, the weather changes. It becomes so cold that you need, you know, a windbreaker or a jacket just to keep you, you know, uh, warm for the night. So at night, naman, God provided the pillar of fire for them. So this is a reminder to us today that God is protecting us every day from harm because that is the kind of God that we have. We have a God that we can trust, okay? And we have a God that can do anything. Now, in Exodus 14, okay, we will see how God's plan unfolds, okay? How his plan unfolds. God saved the Israelites by parting the Red Sea. Now, then the Lord said to Moses, okay, in verse 1 and 2, tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp in front of uh, Pihahiroth between Migdol and the sea in front of Baal-Zephon and sh- you shall encamp facing it by the sea. So God tells Moses Tell the people, we are turning back and we will be going through the Red Sea. Okay. Now, in verse 5, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So you see, Pharaoh changed his mind. Okay, Pharaoh changed his mind. He realized it was a mistake to let the Israelites go. Why? Because he had lost all his workforce. His economy would die. But just like many of us today, we also change our mind very quickly. We change our mind when problems come. We change our mind when uh, things don't go our way, we stop following Jesus because we didn't get the answered prayer that we wanted. We feel at times, is it really worth it following Jesus Christ? Won't I be happier if I just lived my old life? If I just live the kong life, wouldn't it be happier? Wouldn't I be happier? And in verse 10, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. They were so scared. Can you just imagine what the Israelites were facing? In front of them okay, was the Red Sea. At the back of them was the Egyptians. And on the two sides, mountains, no desert, Now They were so afraid, okay. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, okay. They cried out to the Lord. Now, what did uh, the Israelites say, okay? Now, what did? Anong nasa loob nila? But Moses, Moses knew their fear, so Moses said in verse 11, "Is it?" And, and the people, of God The people said to Moses, "Is it because?" There are no graves in Egypt that you have taken away, uh, taken us away to die in the wilderness. What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? What have you done to us? Imagine that question they're asking Moses. What have you done to us? Then they also ask Moses, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. The people were complaining. They regretted the decision to follow God. Are we like them today? When problems come, when we are afraid, when we are discouraged, do we turn away from the Lord and say, okay, why? Why give us so many problems? Why give us so many um, things that you know, um, makes us so downcasted today? They blame God and Moses for what they are now experiencing. So as Christians, we are also guilty of this. Okay? A little suffering and we give up following Jesus. This verse uh, in Romans 5, verse 3 to 4 says, Not only that, but we rejoice in Our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. What is my point? My point is suffering is part of the Christian life. Suffering is part of the Christian life. Because as we suffer for Jesus, we would become more mature. As we suffer in Jesus, our character would grow our faith strengthens and we learn to hope and trust in God. So in times of discouragement and fear, what should we do? Okay, what should we do? Now Moses has the answer. He tells his people, "Do not fear." Okay? He said, "Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord." These are the three things he tells his people. "Fear not, Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. Fear not means do not be afraid. Okay, Itong fear not, do not be afraid, this has been mentioned more than 300 times in the Bible. Why would God mention this so many times? It's because He knows we are easily scared. We fear a lot of things in life. Okay? And so God is telling us, Moses is telling us, instead of focusing on the problem, focus on God. Because God is bigger than our problems. God is bigger than our problems. Stand firm. It means no turning back. Stand firm, you know, on God's word. Stand firm on God's promises. Stand firm on God's plan for you. God's plan is that we will be saved as we put our trust in Jesus Christ as the Passover lamb. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who is our salvation. Then in verse 14, he said, The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Another translation for to be silent is to be still in the presence. Of the Lord. Be still. So in times of discouragement and fear, what are we to do? Keep this in your heart. Okay. Do not be afraid. Okay. God knows we are fearful people. You know, uh, we are afraid of so many things. But God says, Do not fear. Put your trust in me. I am in control. Second, stand firm. What does this mean? It means be rooted in God and His Word. Do not waver in your faith. Do not be like a house that is planted on the sand, but be a house that is planted on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. Third, look to the salvation promised to us, meaning fix your eyes on Jesus. Okay? When you have problems, you're discouraged, look to Jesus okay? and be still. Let the Lord guide your path. Life is not easy today. Life is actually very scary today. Okay? You could get COVID. You could die anytime. But look to the salvation that has been promised to us. Now, who can we trust today? I'd like to share this quote uh, from um, D.L. Moody. Okay? He said, Trust in yourself and you are doomed to disappointment. Trust in your friends and they will die and leave you trust in money and you may have it taken from you trust in reputation and some slanderous tongue may blast it but trust in god and you are never to be con- confounded in time or eternity trust in god and you are never to be confounded in time or Eternity, My friends, we can trust in God. Okay? We can trust God because He keeps His promises and always pulls through. So what happened next in Exodus 14, verse 15 to 18? The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Go forward. Walk through the Red Sea. Okay? God said, this is not the time to be standing around. This is the time to move forward. It's now or never. Let's go. You see, God cannot wait for us all the time. Okay? Sometimes God has to push us and give us a little nudge. And this is what God was doing. He was telling Moses, It's time to put all your trust in me. Okay? So in verse 16, okay? Lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. The people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. So that they shall go in after them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, and I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. This is the plan of God, that God would be glorified. So then Moses obeyed, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. This is the miracle. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right and on their left. So God used Moses to divide the Red Sea and made it possible for the Israelites to walk through dry ground. And this is the miracle that shows God's power. This is the miracle that makes us believe that nothing is impossible. So in life, never, never lose hope. Never lose hope. So when the people saw the Red Sea part, They must have been in shock. But do you know, there are some um, people who question the miracle that happened at the Red Sea. Some people would say the Red Sea was actually the Reed Sea. R-E-E-D. Okay, The Reed Sea. That there was a wrong translation of the Hebrew word. Meaning, the Red Sea was uh, actually the Reed Sea when you say it's the red sea okay it's a low body of water around 6 inches to 12 inches only okay so these were people who were questioning the miracle but when we look at exodus 14:22 it describes the water being a wall to them on the right and on the left so it's a wall how can a wall be only 6 inches meaning It was really a deep sea that they were going through and not a shallow one. And also in Joshua uh, 2, verse 10, it says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea. And also in Psalm 136, verse 13, it says, To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever. So therefore, There is no doubt that Moses meant the Red Sea. That it was deep enough for God to divide the waters into walls where his people walked to dry ground. And it was also deep enough to drown the Egyptian army. You see, if the water was indeed shallow, let's say the water was six inches. Then God made a bigger miracle. Why? Because he was able to drown the Egyptians in that shallow water. So, all the credit for this miracle goes to the Lord. This is the story of the Red Sea. This is a historical event. So, I believe in God's word, and I believe that this happened. This happened. Now, in Hebrews 11, verse 29, it says, By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea. As on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, they were drowned. They were drowned. You see, to trust God means to have faith in Him. To trust God means to have faith in Him. And when God tells us to go, we obey. So put your faith in Him. Trust God. We may not understand. Okay. But when you look back, you will see God's hand, His guidance all over your life. So my friends, trust God, for He never fails. He didn't fail the Israelites, okay, and He, is, he has never failed us. Trust God, He can be counted upon. In Exodus 14, verse 31, Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord, meaning they respected the Lord. They were in awe of the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. You see, God used the miracle of the Red Sea to speak not only to the Israelites, but also to the Egyptians. And many people believed in the Lord that day. So, to summarize, our message for today is we can trust God because He keeps His word. He guides us to the right path. He protects us from harm. And He has a plan for us. Again, we have a God that we can trust. Okay? He keeps His word. Now, what He says. He does. Okay, he keeps his promises. Second, he guides us to the right path. When he says take the long road, you take the long road. Don't go for shortcuts. Trust in God. Third, he protects us from harm. He will protect us from our enemies. And he will protect us every step of the way. And he has a plan for your life and my life. So my question to us today as we end is what are the Red Sea moments in your life today? What are the Red Sea moments in your life today? What are Red Sea moments? It could be uh, changing jobs, you know, uh, getting married, migrating to a foreign country, uh, going for further studies, uh, getting cancer, losing a loved one losing a job, uh, getting COVID, not being able to have a baby. The list goes on and on. What Red Sea moment are you facing today? I'll share uh, my uh, Red Sea moment that I experienced in my life. I still remember um, the time that I wanted to go full-time. I wanted to study to become a pastor that was for me a red sea moment okay why i had many fears i had many fears that time i was afraid that i will suffer much yes uh, i was afraid that i will become poor i was afraid that i could not pass the uh, seminary studies because there were a lot of readings i was afraid that i was making a wrong decision in my life and i was afraid That I would waste three years of my life studying. And I was afraid that I was not going to be uh, a pastor that was good enough for the Lord. In short, I was at the foot of the Red Sea. And I had many reasons to turn around. I had many reasons to turn around and go back to Egypt. And enjoy my little Christian life. Exactly 18 years has passed. And as I look back at that Red Sea moment of my life, I thank God that I chose to trust in God. I thank God that I chose to trust in Him because He keeps His promises. He keeps. His word. He guides us to the right path. He protects us from harm. And He has a plan for us. You see, all of us have Red Sea moments. It's normal to be afraid. It's normal to be afraid. But the difference is what will you do when you are afraid? Will you turn around or will you follow through? Will you turn around and run away from that Red Sea moment? Or will you push through and trust God's plan for you? By faith, trust Him. Take the first step into your Red Sea and see how great a God we have. A God that we can trust. May God bless all of us and see you next week.